Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by Bob Lowry, and we're going to do a series of What Would Bob Do? episodes. In this first part, I'm going to ask Bob what would he do if he got to a pool where the pH is constantly rising, and what would you do if he's riding with you and you go to the supplier and you can't find any kind of chlorine, liquid, calhypo, or dichlor tablets of that nature, and how would he handle that situation? And one thing that I don't really do with my podcast is share a lot about my guests and get really personal. I think my podcast is geared mainly towards information, but I think you should know that Bob Lowry does suffer from a lung disease, and in this podcast and in this series that he recorded with me, you can hear his oxygen machine in the background of the recording as he's talking, and he also has some other health issues he's dealing with. And so I left kind of the pre-roll in here so you can hear me talking to Bob a little bit about his lung disease, so you kind of know that Bob Lowry is really spending a lot of his time and utilizing his time to help those of us here that listen to his podcast. And it's really altruistic of him to actually give his time when he has these health conditions. Um, to the listeners, I think, you know, if you are a praying person, pray for Bob Lowry's health and continued good health or recovery. But let's jump into the podcast and you'll hear Bob Lowry explain the lung disease that he's dealing with. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's pro. Yeah, well, you know, I went to UCLA and and uh, spoke with the lung doctors, and um, overall, and they're pleased. You know, this disease. They told me I had five years to live, and in November it'll be six years. And mm-hmm. so they're they're surprised that I've lived that long anyway. Yeah, and I, they did a lung test, and I lung capacity is down another 12 Mm percent and it was already down to 45 so at the moment i only have 33 percent of my lung capacity Mm. so and that's the reason today uh, since i'm going to be talking a little longer that i have Mm -hmm. this oxygen cannula in my nose Mm -hmm. Um, it's supplying a a small amount of oxygen Uh, so when i i found that because I monitor it pretty regularly, I found that um, when I speak for, you know, four or five minutes in a, at a time without much of a break, um, I sometimes get into a little oxygen debt. So um, this will just prevent that. Well, let's jump in. That way we don't use up too much of your time. Today I'm joined by Bob Lowry, and he's, of course, the renowned chemistry expert in the industry. Basically, he's written tons of material and taught tons of courses, and he's joining us today to go over some 
questions here, and I titled this, What Would Bob Do? We're going to put Bob out there in the field alongside you, and he's going to show up at the service account with you. And so the first question is you get to your account or you have an account where the pH every week is just eight plus. It's always high. Bob's there with you now at the pool side. What would Bob do in this situation? Okay, well, um, there's probably three or four reasons that the pH is always going up in your pool or in any pool for that matter. But um, there are some, first of all, things to check. And the first thing is that if your pH is always going up, my first answer would probably be that your alkalinity is too high. High alkalinity causes CO2 off-gassing, and CO2 off-gassing causes the pH to go up. 120, 130, 140, something like that. You can put acid in today, and tomorrow the pH is going to be right back up. And the reason is that the, the CO2 off-gassed and it pulled the pH back up. If you actually add enough acid to lower the pH, the alkalinity to the proper level, instead of just lowering the pH to the proper level, you'll probably solve most of the problem. A lot of people add acid, but they only add enough acid to get the pH back down to 7.5. And not only that leaves the alkalinity high, and so the pH goes right back up. If you add enough acid to lower the alkalinity down to, say, 80 or 90, then the pH is going to stay there. If the alkalinity is high, it's going to raise the pH. The other reasons that you can have high pH are that you may have a chlorine generator, a saltwater pool. And saltwater pools raise the pH in the pool for two reasons. First of all, they make sodium hydroxide in the cell. And sodium hydroxide raises pH. The other thing is that we make hydrogen gas in the uh, cell. But hydrogen gas is not very soluble in water. As a result, it makes a bubble. And so we have lots of little bubbles being formed in the chlorine generator. And because there's several plates inside the cell, it creates a lot of turbulence. So essentially, uh, gases in water that are moving create aeration. And so we have aeration and turbulence right in the cell. That causes the pH to go up because aeration and turbulence off-gas CO2 out of the pool, out of the water. Chlorine generator is raising the pH in the pool for two reasons, uh, aeration and turbulence, and it makes sodium hydroxide. So the pH of the pool is always going to go up. There are some things you can do if you have a saltwater chlorine generator. And that is, first, my first thing to tell you would be to add borate to the pool. And by adding borate to the pool, it keeps the pH from going up as high or as fast, and it prevents algae. And because it prevents algae, by the way, preventing algae doesn't mean it kills it. So you can't put borate in a pool to get rid of algae. But you can put borate in a pool to prevent it from ever happening. So you put the borate in the pool, and then the chlorine doesn't have to kill that algae that gets introduced. And because it doesn't need to kill that algae to get introduced, the chlorine generator doesn't need to run as long. 
And because it doesn't run as long, it doesn't increase the pH as much. There's a great reason to use borate in your pool if you have a, a chlorine generator. You'll use the chlorine generator will be on less time, which means the pH won't be going up as much. And also it will extend the life of the chlorine generator because it's not on as long. That takes care of two of the reasons, I think. And the other reason is that if you have any kind of aeration going on in the pool, and this can be a waterfall, a negative edge pool, a spillover, some kind of a fountain or a rock formation, anything that's making turbulence where water is falling or being, or being mixed up uh, a lot, that creates aeration and turbulence. And aeration and turbulence cause CO2 to leave the water and because of the equilibrium reactions in the water, the pH of the pool goes up. Uh, I got a call from a guy one day, said, I've got a pool that's got a 360 degree negative edge. And the drop is about eight feet. And I said, you're never going to ever get the pH down in that pool. <laughs> Every time it runs, you've got all this water falling over and creating turbulence. And, and there's no way to keep the pH down in that pool. It's not possible. Um, if you've got, uh, you know, spillovers, if you've got combination pool and spa where the spa is being used and spilling over into the pool, they're going to always have the pH going up. But there's things you can do. You can, if you have rock formations or waterfalls or stuff, maybe they can only be turned on when the people are home or at least when they're at home and, and awake. But at a point in running, if everybody's asleep at from midnight to five in the morning, there's no point in having the waterfall. So perhaps you can set the timers uh, to come on only when the people might be watching. Mm -hmm. So that's a possibility. Maybe set the, the pump to run at a slower speed uh, or a high speed uh, when they're not home and a slow speed when they are. I, some way to adjust it either by variable speed or with timers. And those are probably the biggest reasons that, that you may have. You can also actually have, there's one other reason that you can have aeration, and that's if you have a suction leak. If you have a suction leak in the plumbing, the air is coming in through the leak. But when it gets to the pump, it's being circulated and aerated at like crazy inside the pump. And that creates a little bit of cavitation, but it also creates a lot of CO2 off-gassing. And so the pH is going up in the pool because you've got a suction leak. And I wonder, Bob, too, sometimes the automatic cleaner, the suction side cleaner, is attached to a side port or even in the skimmer. And there is some cavitation in the pump because, you know, if you know the cleaners have a small hole in the bottom. Right, yes. So would that contribute to pH going up also? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we have, if the pump is cavitating, you've got the pH going up. So, yeah. and, and I tell this to people a lot. If you don't believe what I'm saying about aeration causing, uh, aeration and turbulence causing the pH to go up, next time you go to a, uh, a, uh, a spa that you can just run the spa without running the pool, next time you go to the spa, put in a little bit of acid and run the pH down to say 7.0 or 7.2 or something like that. And then turn everything on, the pumps, the jets, the boosters, whatever you got. 
turn it all on, go clean the pool for 10 or 15 minutes or go do some other maintenance. And when you come back in 15 minutes, see what the pH has done. And you're going to find that the pH is up around 7.8 or 8 in only 15 minutes. And every person I've ever told that to said, I am amazed. I can't believe that's happening. Huh. And, and, and it does. And it, it happens very fast in the spa. That's pretty, pretty good. And I think um, one thing also we should note is, you know, you can probably tell by showing, showing up at the pool that it's a new pool. But you may not you may take over account and not know when the pool was built. But if the pool was built in the last six months or so or within that six month period, would it, if it's a plaster pool, wouldn't that have also a higher acid demand? Yes, it will, because they during probably the first I don't know, I've heard various numbers, but anywhere from a year to even up to three or four years, the plaster and concrete are still curing. And in the curing process, we uh, we create calcium hydroxide, and we also uh, are leaching a little calcium and a little alkalinity back into the pool. So, um, so on a new pool, you're going to have uh, the pH increasing all the time along with the alkalinity. Yeah, that's a, something that I think they should be aware of because you know I get I get calls once in a while from someone, and I t- I always ask him, so when was the pool built? And they said about a month ago. And yeah. that's kind of like an indicator that that's probably an issue they're dealing with besides having a saltwater generator and water features. I mean, all these can make the pH just go bananas, you know, if you have all those in combination. Sure. Here's another one. And this happened this season a lot. And I think I know your answer to this, but uh, you show up at a local supplier. And again, you're riding in the truck with this pool guy and they go to their local uh, Leslie's or SCP. And there's no chlorine. There's no tablets, there's no dichlor, there's no liquid, there's no calhypo. What, what's your next step to get some chlorine? Well, um, first of all, again, and listen, I, I only sell education. I don't sell any chemicals. And you've heard me mention borate every time I get a chance. But putting borate in the pool is going to prevent algae. And if you don't have any algae in your pool now and you put some borate in there, it's going to prevent it. So even if you don't have some chlorine, you can at least prevent the algae by having the borate in the pool. Mm-hmm. So aside from that, there are other places to buy chlorine. They're not usual, and it's not approved by by EPA, but nonetheless, um, you can go to the grocery store and buy bleach. And the only thing to do is make sure when you buy bleach is that it says that there's nothing in it, no smells, no fragrances, no no thickeners, no anything in it um, that is just pure bleach. And pure bleach that you buy at the grocery store is about one half of the concentration of the pool chlorine that you buy at the pool store. So you can find bleach at uh, grocery stores, big box stores, Home Depots, those kinds of places, you can find bleach. You can also go to janitorial supply places and and find bleach and acid there, believe it or not. Sometimes they may not have uh, muriatic acid, but they might have sulfuric acid. The sulfuric acid that's about 38% is very uh, close in amounts to the muriatic acid that we use in the pool industry. I just need to be a little more careful with spilling it on you because it's a little more dangerous to skin. The 38% doesn't fume very much, 
the stronger the the acid the more it fumes. So uh, sulfuric acid when it's strong can fume quite a bit. But the other thing is with with dry acid and liquid acid uh, liquid um, sulfuric acid, you're adding sulfate to the pool. And sulfate, when it builds up, can start to be a problem. Yeah, so that's the easy solution. And I think I already kind of knew the your answer to that one. Um, here's another one that I get this I got a call yesterday, in fact, where if you're testing the water with a region test kit, and you get an odd reading. And for this person, she was doing the calcium hardness and it came out pink, you know, it was coming out a weird color. And right. then I said, well, do you have any test strips to kind of double check what's going on? And she didn't have any, she, doesn't, she didn't carry test strips in her truck. So when you're getting an odd reading with your region test kit, what, what's the first thing to look for? And what would be some logical things to do to kind of get an accurate reading? Well, most of the time, the I would say the two biggest interferences are probably high chlorine level and metals in the water. Both of those things can cause strange readings on a lot of your tests. I think that that would possibly be the the best thing to do is to do that. The other thing uh, that you can possibly do is, you know, depending on where you are, you can go to a Leslie's or one of the places that, that has stores everywhere and free water testing and just take a sample down there and, and have them check it. You know, and I do believe as a as a backup, you should either have another test system or some test strips on your truck. And that way, if you're if you're out there and you get a strange reading, maybe you can use uh, another test method and see if you still get the same uh, the same same bad reading. Mm-hmm. But um, usually, high chlorine and and either copper iron in the water can cause some serious. Uh, problems with testing. And I know we don't like talking about a specific product, but this is one reason why I really am promoting the Lamotte Color Q2X Pro 9 because it has a copper and iron reagent or a a tablet that you can test for that. And this particular person that called me didn't have any way to test for metals. And I think if you're doing pool service, it's really critical to get a test kit that can do copper and iron because that is one of the interference factors of of reagent testing. A test kit, right? Well, yeah. Not only that, but if you have uh, if you have high iron in the pool, it can use up a lot of chlorine. Mm-hmm. Iron is one of the big things that use up chlorine. So having a high iron level in the pool is something that's going to use up a lot of chlorine. But you do need to have a good test system, and you know the color Q, as you said, the color Q two. I guess their nine model has both of the copper and iron in it. You know, maybe if you uh, if you want the high end, you could even use the the uh, the spin touch. A lot of service guys are using spin touches, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's there's pretty much zero operator error. You know, the only the only error you could make is not getting a good sample and then squirting it into that disc wrong. And that's it. But once you've done that, there's there's nothing else you can change. So yeah, uh, it's done. But um, and guys say, well, gee, I don't have seven hundred or eight hundred dollars to buy one of those and two bucks per disc or three bucks per disc or whatever it is. But my answer to that is, oh yeah, how much did the truck cost that you're driving around in? 
And, you know, these guys are driving around in $50,000 pickup trucks, and then they complain they don't want to spend six or 700 bucks on a test kit. You know, and and which one do they use more? You know, yeah, sure, they drive around, but they're actually depending their livelihood on getting the test results so they can add the right chemicals to keep the water safe and, and perfect for the homeowner. So the test kit is about one of the most important things they ever use. That's funny. I mean, it's so true. And I think uh, we've said this many times. You get, they have to have a good test kit to be a professional out there. So if you're looking for more information about Bob Lowry and the courses he gives, you can go to his website, pcti.online. Again, that's pcti.online. You can, of course, go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu. And I mentioned that there are two more episodes in the series of What Would Bob Do? We're going to cover other topics in that. And then we're going to finish up the segments with what is the difference between a residential and a commercial pool? So definitely stay tuned for this series. I think you're going to glean a lot of good information with Bob riding around with you in, in your pool truck, basically, with a series of questions. And if you are in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching site at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.